pod number six let's get it baby welcome to the hype geek podcast where we talk about video games and culture and how all that shit intertwines my name is rustin so today and i'm joined here by my co-host kalu what's going on guys if you guys haven't noticed it's a way better mic so apologies for the last podcast where it was a little staticky and i think i cut out for like a minute of it uh but now we're back and yeah have bro we hd got, quality on my we got, end we got screen guards we got a mixing thingy in front of us. We got stands for the mics. Um, yeah, and just all thanks to the continuous viewers to kind of allow us to justify these upgrades. So, yeah. you know, keep listening. The quality will continue to improve. You might even hear an intro song pretty soon. You never pretty know. Soon, I don't man. know. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, 21 Savage is going to make it. <laughs> <laughs> right. Shall we uh, dive into it yeah, then? Yeah, or, I mean, what'd you do this weekend? Oh, yeah. We just start with that on a podcast, right? Just recapping the weekend. Yeah, bro. This weekend was pretty interesting. Um, Friday, mm-hmm. I went to uh, a guess J Balvin party. Guess. So, like the clothing company? Yeah, guess the clothing company. Okay. Um, and it was at this venue. Well, let me backtrack a little bit. In November, I went to a guest party. It was guests, ASAP Mob, um, and Places Plus Faces. And weed maps mm-hmm. did a complex con after party okay. at this venue, and it yeah. was sick. Mm-hmm. Um, literally, weed maps had a section where you could go and pick up a bunch of different weed, and everyone was smoking inside of there, and it was crazy. I thought it was super sick. Fast forward to this guest J Bobbin party, bro. This party was ten times better. Where was it? It was in Hollywood at this like crazy warehouse looking venue. We pull up. There's a GA line and there's a VIP line. And the VIP line was more packed than the GA line yeah. because everyone in LA is trying to fake that they're VIP course, so yeah. they can cut the line and get in quicker, you know? <laughs> All these scummy promoters and like hot ass Instagram girls that no one actually knows who they are. They're just famous on Instagram or trying to get in. And we're in the GA line and we're walking in and dude, it was just like all these people that you see on Instagram, um, and you like kind of know or just it, what was really interesting was there were a lot of people there that i knew that really? like okay for example were you in the vip vip line no cut to the chase okay. no, no, <laughs> I was gonna no. Say. eventually eventually okay. soon soon okay <laughs> um and for example there was one dude who uh does a lot of pr um for this big pr company pmk bnc mm-hmm. he was there yeah um and then there was like a girl i went to high school with randomly and then um a lot of people like that i know in fashion you know so it's interesting like that the fashion parties are the ones that are the most popping parties that everyone wants to be a part of but that party was like the equivalent to our Fortnite party mm-hmm. right in terms of like what it means to that industry and that community but like our Fortnite party does not compare to that party like Jay Balvin brings out the bitches, dude. <laughs> like, and and he performed. It was so sick. It was super cool. Um, like Shane from Midnight Studios was there. Um, some of the ASAP boys were there. Any esports people? No, no I think I was people. probably the only esports person there. Were you, were you representing at all, especially at a fashion show? Oh yeah, I was repping. In terms of clothes, yes, but also in terms of like being the only esports person there and knowing all the fashion people there that you would see on Instagram and dapping them up and being friends with them, definitely a good move. If only someone was taking pictures of me like they were taking yeah. pictures of them. 
Where you we would have so much more clout, cop. <laughs> were, were you wearing esports apparel? Like any like repping any like? No, no. Like? I was wearing like a Wyoming tee. Okay. I was wearing these Stone Island pants that are like sh- super shiny, and then some like uh, Rick um, Owens. But I didn't have any warm esports clothes. Gotcha. But I was trust me, I was planning on doing it. Yeah. But it was just a cold night. Because I think the coolest thing you could do is go to like a fashion event like that and be fashionable wearing esports apparel because exactly. it's kind of unlikely. And if you pull off esports apparel and people see you as like a gamer and you identify as a gamer and something like that, yeah, that just makes you even more special. And that's what I try to do. It's that's, just it's oh, so cool. Hundred percent. I'm always trying to do that. Yeah. Right. Um, I just needed warmer clothes. But imagine I pull up and I'm wearing like a hundred thieves hoodie. Yeah. You know, just repping hard. Yeah. The problem though is like if I wear my phase hoodie or something like people ask me if i'm in phase clan and i have to go through this whole process of describing that like i'm not a part of any of these groups that happened before right yeah it was at um the microsoft tournament where nick Merckx was there yeah and, and you're you're wearing a phase jersey that you recently that phase recently gave him. they only made 100 of these jerseys and everyone yeah. thought i was in phase clan and it happened the next day when i went to flogna oh shit you wore the same jersey yeah i wore the same jersey Every all these kids are asking me if I'm in FaZe Clan. What they would do is they look at my shoes first and then they'd look at what I was wearing and they'd be like, Oh, he's in FaZe. What shoes? Uh again, Rick Owens. Okay. So the thing is like the shoes is part of the uniform. It is. You know? That's so true. It's the shoes, and then they're like, Okay, is he wearing like the basic jersey or what is he wearing that's different? Yeah. And it was different. Because if you're walk rocking some sketchers ass looking like they'd be like, Nope, not nope, FaZe Clan. Not in FaZe. Hundred percent now. Right. But all my cousins were also like fucking with me they'd be like yo phase up phase up <laughs> like saying it out loud so people start turning and looking at us that's really funny um and then saturday mm-hmm. i went to an adidas party in silver lake so adidas invited us to a party cock and go because he was at home yeah um we pull up to the party it wasn't that exciting according to my cousins i actually didn't go in they just wanted to go walk around silver lake we're walking around silver lake and two people walk by me and they're wearing a teo jackets and it's two girls i'm like those could be the people who founded a tail a tail is like an esports clothing company and it was them really yeah so you ran to the founders, the tail founders. And, the and they're female yeah is it in is silver it fem- lake is it female apparel or just like no it's it's esports apparel um i think i've seen it it's kind of like it's kind of like fitness looking right it's it's like um it takes uh inspiration from like lululemon that's what i thought but a little bit of streetwear as well um they're not from the industry mm-hmm. but they have like a whole group of people around them that are in the industry they're like ateo board members or whatever um wait so it, what do you mean they're not in the industry so it's not esports apparel but no then they just, no it is they okay. they don't come from the industry gotcha then no matter how much marketing that they put out let's make it clear right here they are originally not from the industry they're not gamers gotcha right the video that they released when they first released a product line if you watch the video they say, yeah, like, we've been really into gaming. We just started going to Overwatch League events. Mm. So it's like, okay, so basically you just made it clear that you're not from the industry. And then, like, if you read up on their past businesses, like, they were purely in women's fashion before they came in. Yeah, but props to them for identifying the hole in the market, especially if they're doing, like, women's fashion. They understand that the esports it's, industry is lacking that kind of... It's not for women it's just it's for everyone gotcha yeah i feel like they should why don't they just fill that kind of hole then you know they have experience in the women's fashion they know the hole in esports in terms of women empowerment it's a very easy transition i think i wonder maybe it's just from like a money-making perspective like the probably the bigger 
money it comes from catering to everyone as yeah. opposed to just purely women yeah i'm sure down the line it's like it would be a good branding yeah show that. show the faces of the founders who are two women and doing yeah. this stuff in esports it could be pretty good so yeah. if you guys are listening got you on some advice yeah. right there yeah um wait but tell me more about the adidas party because i think i saw the email because i was invited to that it said like no I, cell phones or anything yeah no cell phones they take like, your phone they put it into like a magnetic pouch is that why it was black uh, no no apparently it's just the venue was you know oh man yeah you, you'd expect a little more from yeah adidas. a little more from that and then i want to give a shout out to um leo volsi he's one of our homies um and he's like michael b jordan's personal photographer and videographer really yeah so he knew the ateo girls so when i said hello to them like oh we know you leo has told us about you wait so they've heard about you yeah because really? of leo they've heard about you call that's awesome yeah but then i run into leo later that night like, oh yeah your life's a fucking movie <laughs> you know no way too many people I, it's kind of crazy because yeah. i run into him and he's like yeah you know i was telling michael about what you do and i'm like wait 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 wait, wait. you mean like michael b jordan he's like <laughs> yeah no he's like yeah because michael is like he was recording a piece of michael playing on nintendo switch because michael's super into like dragon ball z anime playing video games all that stuff and they're just like trying to show that side of him and so he's like yeah dude like we got to do something whatever and i'm like okay that'd be freaking sick dude. all right that's the title of this podcast michael no, b jordan knows know, what he calls no, you we, we can't we can't do I, that, that be, that's yeah. ultimate clickbait but. but but you know word spreads and apparently we've gone to michael b jordan's ear which is a pretty fucking big accomplishment for not doing that on purpose so yeah it would yeah. be very cool who knows when we open our spot coming soon um we might be doing something crazy who knows but it's, it's all just in cool. the works. Yeah. Yeah. Put it together somehow. Yeah. It's it's dated now. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Oh, and then um the Kanye thing. I'm trying to go Kanye back. Kanye Part guys. Three. Yeah. Yeah. It's I I think I'm gonna go back. I got the console. Okay. You know I know someone who's catering now, so I might be able to get in. A, a little recap if you guys haven't heard the past podcast. Rusty's <laughs> trying to get into Kanye's <laughs> Sunday service. Mission Kanye. <laughs> yeah. Mission Kanye. Because he got into the first one, didn't get invited back to the second one, but. The next time it comes around, you're fucking prepared. Got Woo! a console system, got an entire speech to give Kanye. It'll be the waterworks, man. Tears will start flowing. I know it. Oh, man, dude. Yeah. Getting goosebumps yeah. just thinking about it. Uh, but my weekend was pretty mellow compared to that. Um, I went home to celebrate Lunar New Year's. I'm Vietnamese. The Vietnamese also celebrate the Lunar New Year's. So to all our listeners who do celebrate that, it's a little late. Should have wished you it happy last, last week, but happy New Year's, so. Um, yeah, let's let's move on to some of the topics, some of the articles that we pulled up on esports. Yeah. Um, so the first one, I think we talked about Apex last week, the new battle royale game from Respawn, and I think they're doing fairly well. They had like very, think, very well, very well. Yeah, I think like ten, 10 million. million. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we nearly exact same numbers. <laughs> yeah. We're in sync right now. So ten million um, users in the past week, right? Uh, first three days. First three days, which beats Fortnite seven and a half million. Wow. Yeah, that's that's fire. My thing is though, does that when are they counting Fortnite's? seven and a half million are they mm. counting it when they first released the game or like save the world or battle royale is that what yeah, you're talking that's, about that's one more gotcha it's probably battle royale it's probably battle royale because right when battle royale launched it was yeah because save the world was around for a while i believe yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah apex is going straight into just esports you know i think they're partnering with twitch for a twitch rivals tournament with yeah. like over 100 streamers i believe is it 100? Uh, I thought it was eight, 48 or something. Oh, is it 48? Yeah, Did it's, I read 40, this wrong? it's 48 uh, streamers, 16 teams of three. They're competing for 200,000 or 250,000? Um, I think it's 200,000. Yeah. 200,000. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, sorry, 48 streamers. I don't know where I got 100 from. No, because there's the secret 
Oh, that's right. I mix I mix up games. Second. We'll get yeah. into that in a second. But it but just to see that they're immediately going to this esports competitive, they didn't really test like Fortnite. They were like super like on their toes, like making sure that like you know they're just dipping their toes in the water, making sure that they weren't messing up the esports aspect. But it almost took them a little too long, and these players were waiting for like yeah. when is Fortnite going to do these tournaments? You know, we want a competitive aspect. Right. Like, people were forming teams. They're able to form like organizations and teams before the competitive even came out. It's yeah. almost a whole ass year. Yeah, it took them yeah. so long. But now Fortnite or Apex is just going Dude. right into it. Like yeah. I think they're trying to make all the mistakes or not make the mistakes that Fortnite like made. You know? Yeah. Using them as like the pathway that they've seen, kind of like. That's that's exactly what's happening yeah basically now that fortnite is out and you can see all the problems that they have within the game mechanics and the competitive side a lot of companies are going to start to fix on those so it'll be interesting to see who comes out as the biggest player of battle royale in a few years but in terms of the consumers i think it's good for for the consumers for sure because now they're competing in terms of listening to the community you know yeah. like fortnite is now seeing yeah. shit apex is getting a lot of traction because if you look at twitter and the social media about these streamers talking about apex a lot of them almost prefer it maybe just because it's refreshing but also because it, it has a new taste to it that these fortnite streamers aren't really happy with the current state of fortnite you know so like yeah. a little transition to apex is pretty refreshing they're liking it um and now it's just having a competitive aspect um they could obviously still make mistakes apex is making mistakes just by not waiting but I think going straight into it and seeing what happens from there could be a pretty like even if they make mistakes they'll like listen to the community make the necessary changes right. and just go from there you it's know? funny to see how fortnite competes with these games the way that i've seen what happens recently is like when apex came out they announced a little promo to all their create a code influencers so basically like every major fortnite streamer has a code and you can use that code in the item shop to purchase gifts like skins and shit and then the the creator gets a cut of that so Fortnite announced like for this week, they're like, hey, tell all your fans to like use your code and they'll all get like a new Valentine's Day skin that. wrap and you'll get more money than before. Yeah. Right? I think it's so just from like it's, it's not like before where it was just a creator code. Now they're like, you get a skin, your fans also get a skin, and we're paying out more money, which is like how they're trying to compete with them. They announced this creator code thing when Blackout came out. Huh. So whenever one of these games comes out, Fortnite does like a big push to like keep their shit alive. It seems like more of like a monetized push, which doesn't come as naturally, but it does help because I've been seeing these promos from all these streamers. I think one of them even said like, I think Fortnite said we're now like instead of like a 30% payout or something, it's like 70, 40 or 70%. Yeah, it's like higher. That. It's higher. And yeah. then Fortnite is making it so that planes don't crash buildings anymore. Like they're making all the changes yeah. the community is asking for to keep them back. Yeah. But you'll see streamers tweet, I love Apex, but my stream doesn't like it. I'm torn. Yeah. Right now the stream chat, if you look at any streamer, it's just like they Apex just is better. No, it's just oh. like, it's a combination of like, like both, you know, like half of them say like Apex is better. Half of them say Fortnite's better. The other half is just, or the other third is just like, you know, let's just let them play their games and let them yeah. enjoy their stream. Yeah. Everyone's like, shut up! Yeah. So it's it's a, like, you know, it's the game community just chooses one side. There's no balance. By the <laughs> way, Ghost Gaming is the first team to announce that they're forming an Apex really? team. Really? Yeah. Wow. So Ghost is leading the charge. I don't know um, if it's, like, smart or it's just preemptive for press, but they're the first people to do it. Um, and then... And we talked, I actually talked to the guy who does operations at Ghost. His name's Lee Massey. And we talked about Apex and it's like capability as an esport. He thinks that it's much more capable than Fortnite because of all like the team based elements. The fact that in the game, there are like billboards of players in the like. 
there are players in the game that if you like are the kill leader the billboards within the video game map will update with your avatar so it's like super like spectatorship like hunger games looking shit which is cool it makes it better as an esport and also like the team-based aspect of it where each player has different abilities but the problem with battle royale esports is that you can't follow storylines so like let's say i'm watching call of duty and i'm watching our boys splice versus optic splice maybe is losing at the beginning and they come back and they beat optic so you went through the trials and tribulations of them losing to them them winning right whereas in battle royale you're jumping from a bunch of different players you don't know where they started or ended that's true but you're in a map with 100 people exactly but in apex you have to play squads in fortnite it's only solos in the esports but in apex it's squads so maybe it'll be better as a spectating type that's, of thing. that's really smart because i remember when i used to watch h1z1 um tournaments yeah uh where it was actually very very much team-based and you could see like bird's view of like this squad camping or like hiding out in, in a house and you see another squad approaching the hill and yeah, you just start no seeing idea. like yeah. nades being thrown smokes and you can see the entire team dynamic happening but fortnite the only tournaments that are massive like it's usually just duos and solos there hasn't really been a squad tournament yeah um so like it's very it is just like a ton of different players just bounce around different spectator modes um so i think it was really smart for apex who only released a three-player mode right that's yeah. you can't play it's duos or only solos three it's only three players i really like because with four people everyone is just talking shit you have, yeah no one can focus with it three is like the perfect number i think there's really good number especially yeah. with a specialist because in apex each each character has its own little class where you have different abilities Fortnite, you don't have that everyone on the same team has the same abilities yeah um but yeah i just want to say that it's really interesting especially with ghost just announcing a team which i didn't know about that when a new battle royale like that just comes out everyone already expects it to be the, the next e-sport. big esport yeah. you know it's just like form the team right now get in early and let's start grinding it so when these million dollar tournaments come out we'll be at up top yeah. you know it, it's really really interesting to see that happening um because even back like just a couple years ago any game that came out you don't know if it's gonna be an esport you know but now it's just like any boy battle royale that comes out like when blackout happened was created that also happened people started forming teams around blackout i think we're gonna start seeing more free-to-play games built by AAA studios so like really high quality free-to-play games that are monetized very similar to Fortnite or Apex. That's the only way to go, man. Because when you have a when you have a game that great for yeah. free, no one's gonna pay for another game. Exactly. Yeah. But and people actually end up paying more than they did when they bought the game, and it reaches way more people, and people play the game way more because now all their friends have it. That's like the reason we're all playing Apex is partially because all our friends are playing it because it's free. Yeah. It's but you, super simple. You're, you're the number guy. Um, how many people, or there's a percentage of people who never paid for in-app purchases in Fortnite or in any game until Fortnite came out? Wasn't there a percentage? I don't know the percentage of people who haven't, but yeah. it is 60% of Fortnite players spend money. Spend money in the game or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, and the amount of money they spend is on average eighty-four dollars. That's crazy. And yeah. They also had a stat saying that like, I'm part of the stat too. That like, I never paid for any in-game purchases. You know, like. When I bu- had to buy Call of Duty, I'm not gonna buy like extra coins yeah. or whatever. But yeah. like Fortnite, you justify it by saying, "All right, this game's free. I enjoy it so much. Let me just buy a twenty dollars skin." Yeah. And then a couple months later, let me just buy another twenty dollars skin. Yeah. And that shit adds up, and now we spend over a hundred dollars. So yeah. I'm part of that trap, yeah. but it works. It yeah. really, really, it works. really does work. Uh, yeah. Move or let's continue the topic of Fortnite. I think uh, to combat these, I wouldn't say combat, but it can be combating Apex by creating this new tournament. It's called the Fortnite Secret Skirmish. Mm-hmm. So it's gonna be a live event, I believe, because a lot yeah. of them happen online. This is gonna be a live event um, at an undisclosed location. 
apparently this could be Fortnite's new studio. I don't know. Huh. That's what people are rumoring. That's really cool. Yeah, so they might have a studio where they are going to start doing more tournaments yeah. because they're launching their World Cup. That's right. Yeah. So it would make sense to just have a spot where they can continuously do the World Cup at. Yeah, because I think the last event was pretty recent, the Australia Open. Yeah. I have a pretty cool, cool story about that, actually. Yeah. Um, so like let's backtrack maybe like a year ago. I started streaming on my own account called Twin Bull just for fun because I just wanted to see what happened. Because uh, I have a twin brother, so both of me and brother are like, all right, let's start streaming. We have the little twin appeal, and like maybe get some viewers. Uh, we were pretty bad at the game, <laughs> but we just wanted to start streaming. Uh, and I, out of curiosity, I went on Twitch search, and I was just like, huh, is there any other twin streamers? So I typed twin. I only just typed twin, and I found this channel, really small channel. It's called X2 Twins. They're the only ones live that had a twin in their name. How many concurrent? They're, they had like maybe like 12 to 20 concurrents. No. Like really, right. really small. And I was just wow. like, so I started talking to them. I was like, yo, I'm trying to start my stream. Like, what equipment should I get? Like I asked them about mics, like how do you even, cause their setup was awesome. They're yeah. like two streamers, they each had their own PCs and they could switch point of views and like switch camera angles. It was, it was really professional. They only had 12 to 20. So I was asking for advice and they were like talking to me, communicating, um, giving a lot of feedback, really nice guys. Uh, and then now you fast forward to just Australia open. Cause they're, keep in mind, actually I didn't mention this. They're from Australia actually. Oh yeah. So they're Australian. And then fast forward to this Australian open one of the twins actually wins the entire thing. No way. Or he, he, taught, he places really, really high. I don't know if he won the entire thing, but he won like $100,000. So how many concurrences does he have now? Yeah, and I, I think I checked like a week ago. They're like upwards of like 50 to 100 maybe. Probably more now that they won. That's amazing. Um, but it's just see their growth and like yeah. for me to be there from the very beginning. I remember you telling me like we should, you know, talk yeah. to these guys. Yeah, I, I saw out. talent because I was watching them. I was like, these guys are fucking raw. They're nasty. Like, they're really, really good even back then. Cause got an eye for talent, man. Yeah, I, we do. I, I yeah. think pretty good to see that. Because I was looking at them like 12 viewers, but they're that good. Like, is everyone just this good? Like, is it that saturated? But to yeah. see that they're outshining even in the later stages now and just keeping towards it, major props to those guys. X2 Twins, like, that's the goal for Twin Bull. Me and my yeah. brother are trying to get there. Cotton Cam. Yeah. All right. Should we move on to the uh, next topic of discussion? The Overwatch League mm -hmm. um, is launching this week. So it's season two. Uh, it opens this Thursday at the Johnny Carson Theater, which is now the Blizzard Arena uh, we'll in be Burbank. There. We'll be there. Catch we'll, us there. Yeah, we'll be there. Uh, I don't think we're going to be there on Valentine's Day, but we're going to be there on Friday. Friday, okay. Yeah. Um, so that's pretty interesting um, because apparently like the Overwatch League isn't getting the kind of viewership that the other two major esports League of Legends and Fortnite is getting, mm -hmm. um, but it'll be nice to see like in season two, you know they've added four new teams. These okay. teams are international. Two of them are from Asia, one is from Atlanta, and I can't remember where the fourth one was from. Cool. So that could draw new viewership. I believe um, so. Yeah, that, that, yeah. that only makes sense. Their issue with viewership is just that they haven't fixed the competitive balancing of the game. The game is too balanced, so. I've heard that either the game is too balanced, so it's not fun to play unless you have like four people that play with you consistently that want to win. Or I've heard that one or two heroes are like overpowered and competitive play is boring to watch. So those are the two problems. Overwatch isn't listening to the community and making those fixes, um, which is causing like a rift between the people who want to watch it and the fact that these guys need good viewership numbers. Um, but Besides the point, Overwatch League gets AAA sponsors. So T-Mobile is a sponsor of the league and now a sponsor of one of the teams. I can't remember the name of the team. And then Coca-Cola is now sponsoring the league. Is that new? Yeah. Just introduced for this for this season? Yeah, it's big. 
So if we go there, we'll be getting cokes. Like they be providing like a shit ton of beverages, right? Um, not for free. Yeah, unless we're we're in the super secret owners box yeah, yeah, yeah. that we were in last time, which was really lit. Yeah, but like I think the snacks last time were weren't that great. So I'm hoping because uh, Coke is like, like chicken fingers. Because Coke also nachos. owns like not just a drink, but as like a conglomerate, they own like a ton of candy brands too. They own everything. So dude. Like, let's let's see some better snacks there. Overall, yo, Coke League. sponsor us, dude. Yeah, Coke sponsor us too. Yeah. Give us a lot of snacks. I love candy, by the way. Yeah, cause obsessed. <laughs> Glutamine. Um, okay, so those those are like the big three like physical events you'll see. You know, Apex, Twitch Rivals to the Fortnite, um, Secret Skirmish to the Overwatch League. Are those all happening this week? Um, I be- I think it's yes. The, yeah, it's yeah. this week. Holy so, shit! Yeah, if you really want to learn about esports, this Go- is the week for you to watch all that shit. Yeah, and if you live in LA, you're blessed because all of them happen here. I think. Yeah, 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 yeah. So that, okay. That's really awesome. But going on to to more different esports outside of the three traditional ones we just talked about talk about some boring shit yeah (laughs) so nascar is trying to get into esports and this title is very punny nascar is racing into esports (laughs) wow super clever um but yeah i think what is notable here is that like you know there's like the nba there's mls these guys have already been esports i believe with nascar being introduced the only sports the major sports in America that isn't in esports is the Major League Baseball. Because, like, is there any MLB games? Yeah, MLB The Show. Or You might have just caused a lot of people to be very angry yeah, by but, saying that. Yeah, but no, one, but it's not in esports, apparently. Because mm-hmm. it's, like, the only one that oh, isn't... Oh, you're saying in esports. In esports, yeah, it's yeah. Not. Yeah, exactly. Because yeah. the only, I, the only baseball God. game I played is backyard baseball. Yeah. You, know? <laughs> like, you guys know my stance on digital sports. I'm not really interested in what, viewing that. But yeah. Can I continue? But yeah, so just see that even NASCAR is going to, and we talked a couple podcasts ago about this one kid that was a was a Andrea professional. Bocelli. No, it was like <laughs> oh, I can't remember his name. Lorenzo, Lorenzo, yeah, some, 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 some super Italian name. Yeah. He, he was a pro esports like racer. Like he did all the simulations, and he beat an F one driver, mm-hmm. up, like a retired pro F one driver. So like, just it's pretty good timing to see like, all right, maybe this maybe caused some sort of speculation of all right, let's make NASCAR like an esports. So. Yeah. They're going to start off with, like, a, a I think, like, a little 16-race series. I think they'll be happening at these esports events on, like, this cool, like, little gaming truck, mm. um, just based off, like, some yeah. of the images I see here. It's like a rig. Um, but, yeah, just, it's another little news about how everyone's just getting into esports, and even NASCAR is joining, like, the M- like the NBA and having, like, so- like, these different leagues, and... It just feels so uninspiring. In what way? Just, like... I, I mean, I could be saying this because I haven't read enough information yeah. and it's just brand new news. Mm-hmm. They might have some cool marketing campaigns behind it, like having the drivers getting involved. But I just feel like, dude, like just because esports is popping doesn't mean everyone needs to do something, right? It's like if a golfing league like decides to do something in esports, which... As soon as I said that sentence, I realized that that actually is happening. Top Golf is doing esports events. Oh yeah. So it's like, dude, Top Golf, NASCAR, like the, the audiences, in my opinion, don't really connect. But that's partially why they're doing it to get new audiences in. The NFL is doing it right, in my opinion, right? Which is so shocking to me. But they're actually being very young and being very cutting edge, and you know, getting the streamers to stream games and inviting them to the uh pro bowl and all that stuff so that stuff is cool um but i don't know i don't think that it's early for me to say this but it seems uninspiring yeah it seems like they probably say e-games they probably misspell esports they probably do it all yeah like that, but, that's the vibe yeah but to your point of like the market campaigns and stuff i think the way they're releasing it is, is um like one of the things being that 
because all these cars are like very much um, the same capacity. Because you know, in, in regular NASCAR, like each car has a different little weight balance, different engines and stuff like that. Yeah. But it, it's very balanced as an esport, I believe, because it's just more about the skill as an as a driver. Yeah. Um, but they're also allowing for like modded, or I think they're opening it for like more modded um, tracks. So like some of these players or some of these developers can now create tracks and like yeah, it's basically like you know how the NBA allows you to customize your skin for a more personalized taste. Um, it's like them doing that. You could customize tracks and create this kind of environment and community around Got doing it. new tracks. So it, okay. it's they're trying to do a little more than okay. just like people say. But I understand right. what you're saying. I will eat my words if it turns no, out to be cool. No, but like I, I, I definitely get your point towards like not everyone should be getting to esports because we talk about how all these different companies and it's really cool that like everyone's going to this space. They're just doing it uninspired. But there are people, uncool. yeah, there are people who can do it wrong and it just makes everyone look bad. Yeah. Um, but you know, you live and you learn. We haven't seen it happen long enough for us to judge. But I do really agree that if you're going into the space, make sure you have the entire plan like listed out. Don't spell esports with a fucking dash. If you're Don't not, call it e-gaming. <laughs> yeah, if you're not living and breeding the culture, if you're not cutting edge, if you're not boots on the ground, then hire someone hire us hire, yeah <laughs> someone who is just do us all a favor please do that because lord knows you have all the money to go and do this initiative mm -hmm. just make sure you do it right um and don't pull a soldier boy <laughs> we love talking about soldier boy on this podcast this guy tweets which i think he tweeted it during the grammys he tweeted soldier capital e dash sports team gaming controller <laughs> emoji gaming controller emoji fire fire emoji fire emoji it's like Bro, what? Like, come on, man. <laughs> yeah. You spelled it completely wrong. Yeah. If you guys aren't aware that we, it is a little pet peeve of ours to, to see esports being spelled in that way where it's like a hyphen and just like, you know, it's it's kind of just like. It, it was like three deviations away from the word. You're, you're shouting the, out, I don't know the space, but I'm going to try to get into it. That's literally what you're shouting yeah. out. The f first thing he did wrong was he capitalized the E. The second yeah. thing that he did wrong was. He put a hyphen between the two words. Mm. Now I sound hypocritical because that's how we spell our company. But <laughs> look, listen, yeah. listen, we're changing that. Okay, yeah, first yeah. of all, yeah. okay. And when it was spelled like that, that's when it was okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So he did that wrong. Really, the correct term is lowercase e, and it's all one word. All right. Yeah. And if it's at the beginning of a sentence, you capitalize the e. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. But people like to do e-games, e-games, like, yeah. dude, it, it, it hurts me. Yeah, like, e-gaming is the one that hurts me the most. Yeah, e-gaming hurts. Yeah. Um, didn't the FaZe Clan CEO call it e-gaming? I don't know. Okay, nah, maybe I'm just overthinking. I, I don't think FaZe Clan would mess yeah, that up. I don't think you would either. Yeah. But, um, yeah, so though that's the kind of stuff that are pet peeves for us. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Another little just quick um, topic that we just want to bring up just to keep you guys updated on current events. There's a new Rocket League competitor. So if you guys know what Rocket League is, it's basically um, rocket-powered car soccer. <laughs> That's kind of a mouthful, but um, you really wouldn't expect anyone to compete against that. You know, Fortnite will have Battle Royale competitors, but now there's another rocket-powered car soccer, soccer competitor. Um, it's called, um, I believe it's called Axiom Soccer. Mm -hmm. um, and, and what's notable here is that they're trying to compete against Rocket League by having this different type of spectator viewership. So it's more engaged with the fans. It, I think 
like in the stadium every i don't know if you could like i don't know if you're sitting there and watching it like as uh-huh. if like you're sitting in the stands that'd be pretty cool you know seeing like little faces or like different like icons of like people surrounding the stadiums you and, mean like, like the people in the stadiums are like the viewers on twitch or something like oh that. really like they I, are no i don't think so but i think okay. that'd be cool but what they're doing is that i think each like each chat person is like positioned in a place so like when you throw up an emoji or throw up an emote then it, it shows up on that stadium so like it's more of like a lit environment so, where like as a player you can see like like live feedback from your fans and stuff like that got it so it's kind of like uh yeah. facebook live or instagram live or when you like spam i think the emoji, so yeah they see but it. i think it's around the stadium that's really cool yeah and i think it helps with like advertising and stuff like that it's a lot that's more engaging really with interesting it. too um yeah like advertisers can run banner ads in the crowd just like yeah. they do in, in real yeah yeah, yeah. soccer yeah and but I think you also do like images, and one of the things that it says on on the article is like, they're they're still cracking down how I think through Twitch and just do like spam stuff that someone can't just throw up like a phallic image. Yeah, like literally they said phallic <laughs> images. They were like, say a phallic image can't be thrown up like for everyone to they see. They do eggplant emojis. Yeah, and, <laughs> that's all you're gonna see, dude. I swear to God, it's it's still, that's really cool though. The more esports is like. 80 90 percent spectators so the mm-hmm. more you can incorporate them into the game the yeah. more exciting it is um yeah let's go to the next topic i know it was pretty quick we're going through pretty fast but there's like really interesting insights on on different events and current events that are going on but another thing that we we think is pretty interesting is facebook and its audience in in how it's tackling esports or I wouldn't say tackling, but how esports is being affected by Facebook. So as you guys know, Facebook is now being kind of shunned by a lot of people based off its privacy invasion. You know, yeah. like Mark Zuckerberg went through this whole trial because like millions of data have been like our robot overlord. Yeah, robot overlord. Yeah. I don't, like personally, I don't think Mark Zuckerberg is doing that great of a job, especially when you're having a platform that big and having these scandals like this. Hey, it's just like he's 15 years old. Yeah. What were you doing when you were 15? <laughs> <laughs> no, you're you're right. You're right. Uh, but yeah, it, it's basically saying that in this article that the audience now, especially the esports audience, is very wary of um, privacy. You know, because we're all tech savvy, we understand that like you know we're not just going to sign any agreement. Yeah. We're not going to act like turn on our microphone access. We're going to yeah. like cover and tape our laptop oh, cameras. Yeah. Let me that just remind me. I'm gonna cover that little camera on my <laughs> on my laptop. Um, and it's just saying that like one study or there's a data point in 2017 it lost facebook lost like 2.8 million users under the age of 25 and then if you look at twitch growing from that stance it kind of shows that this audience the new social platform is gaming stuff you know and people are looking down and uh, on facebook and i think facebook is also doing some gaming activations so one of the things they did to Mm -hmm. promote their like twitch competitor which is like they have a streaming platform yeah facebook streaming like yeah like their way to combat it is just like allow a lot of money incentives trying to like they pay way more they, they pay way more but like even then like streamers are like no like you know facebook's just doing this like they they have a lot of like different data points to kind of incentivize streamers but it's not working like yeah. reddit goes like ham on them going like fuck facebook you know i mean and and they drop the ball when it comes to streaming live events yeah like they were doing esl streams and they were just like terrible apparently like laggy Sometimes they wouldn't air at the right times. Yeah, so they're just losing trust in the esports community too. Yeah, and I think I mean I still use Facebook, but Russell, you don't use Facebook. Not anymore, really, right? dude. I I only use it like for event invites, but even then, like I don't really check the platform. I just deleted the app. Wow, I I only use it for Messenger, just yeah. like like on my laptop because I have a chat box open there. Yeah. If there was like a is there a Messenger like 
like Standalone web app? app yeah like yes web app? there is okay. you can download the messenger app on your phone no no like i mean on, like on a web app like oh on your, on your oh on laptop. no because they yeah. want you to be in the facebook yeah, exactly because like while i'm on chat and i'm waiting for someone to reply then i scroll you, see all. you yeah. know and then i run by the ads and then i give them my money <laughs> yeah uh, but yeah i don't use facebook on my phone at all i just use messenger so yeah. it kind of shows that there's it's very little strings holding on the lack of the community and, and all that stuff too um yeah just that's the way the future's going because just five years ago facebook was like the biggest fucking company in the world and it, it's, um, it still is a major player but you're gonna see that declining and yeah they gotta work on that and one of the things that's really interesting because it got me thinking about like privacy um do you know what eye tracking software is yeah basically like i mean i've seen twitch streamers use yeah where they'll like isn't stream that, but isn't that then... fucking crazy like that is a lot of data that Holy for people that don't know oh yeah sorry what is it explain it. so like eye tracker i think it uses your camera and it knows exactly no like, it needs a special camera it, oh it needs a special camera you buy this like gotcha. special camera that uses like infrared okay that's not that bad then yeah i thought it was just like you could use your regular camera now, and then, some cam regular cameras can get it it's just not as accurate not as, as accurate yeah yeah so like it, it shows like on your screen like where your pupils and your eyes are looking like by like inches you know like it's it's accurate by inches of like yeah so like people do pretty funny videos yeah the way that i've seen it <laughs> yeah because i think i saw like our our boy yasuo or mo <laughs> he, he did a little he was he often stream and he did the eye tracker challenge where like he would go through like pokemane <laughs> thick compilations and like him and pokemane's like friends you know pokemane calls him like his brother her her brother so they're like really close and then you see like as like the compilation goes through like his the eyes the compilation like, is like they're taking like the most like sexually provocative moments of a lot of twitch streams yeah yeah and they put into one youtube video and then he has the eye tracker on yeah and he feels so bad because like you know putting away such a his, his good friend but his eyes just like naturally just go down to places that it shouldn't be going He's like, ah, ah, yeah, ah. yeah so it, it's so funny but like that got me thinking about if that technology people on the stream can see exactly yeah, where his eyes yeah, go exactly because of that tech yeah i just right? watched a youtube bot on that it's so funny. yeah that's a really great concept but the thing to me and what scared me was that if that was capable from like normal cameras and like you maybe click some box that allowed them to track that yeah that's like the most definitive data possible for anyone to collect not even just tracking your mouse movements now but exactly where you look on a street yeah. stream through like a heat map that could be like millions and millions of dollars of data if they got that and just think about they the space trust me they have yeah it. it's gonna happen so cover your cameras you should move on though. yeah yeah <laughs> i i'm going off on this privacy thing because i think like it is a pretty big deal because we talk a lot about technology and just all this stuff so just be wary you yeah. know um i mean that's that's the articles i have any anything other topics you oh have? yeah um i forgot to mention on the last uh podcast jerry lorenzo um who that's right. is the designer for fear of god fear of god is like a high-end streetwear company um he used to be in kanye's camp um he announced his shoe a couple months ago that's not the news but the shoe is really hot it's like air fear of god it's a super sick high top sneaker um, it probably goes for like eight or nine hundred dollars. I saw it was like all white, right? Like they have it all white, okay. and they have a black top with a white bottom version. And um, his shoe and himself were put into NBA 2K. And so to commemorate that, Nike Los Angeles and Xbox teamed up to make an Air Fear of God like Xbox special edition Xbox with like Fear of Gods with like Jerry Lorenzo's name written on it, all that stuff. And like copies of NBA 2K, and they gave it to him. What? Yeah. Wait, wait. So it's not for sale. It's just for him. Not for sale. Oh just man, for him. I thought I thought it was like it's out for like us no, to purchase or something. That would be really sick. Yeah, though. I know you would have had it already. I would have already had it. Yeah. Yeah. So it was just for him. 
but just, I, just I, saw, I saw some pictures but of they should it. do stuff like they should do more stuff like that that's yeah. what, what i wanted to get to is yeah. like the, take advantage of these cultural moments if you're an esports company or an esports brand make a moment out of this and use the presence that a lot of these influencers have that are like for example michael b jordan passionate gamer like someone could make something out of that do something out of that and create a moment but they don't and i don't really know why i think it's just because people don't understand that those two audiences cross over yeah you know it's still very relatively new to think about that yeah but for us we know that we're living breathing it that's us right i think the biggest advice for non-endemics would be to if you're doing experiential or if you're trying to get into esports to experiential route definitely around a moment like a new moment especially you know use culture yeah ride that wave try to find the intersection in the most natural way that yeah. allows your audience to not shit on you because that's like probably the biggest fear that a lot of people have yeah and it usually comes from these new moments because people are just learning of it and they see that like you really understand these new cultural moments these new memes these new trends i'll give you a great example sure during the grammys travis scott did his performance at the end of his performance Nike dropped his Air Jordans on the sneakers app. Surprise release. That's perfect. That's great. Take a moment, tie it to a product. How many times have we seen these live streams where something crazy happens and no one is creating product around these moments? If you guys want to talk about it, hit us up. Yeah. We got a lot of ideas. We do have a lot of ideas. Uh, But I think that for now, that that wraps up. Yeah, that concludes uh, episode episode six. six. That was was fun. That was a lot of fun. That was a lot of good topics. I think... We dwelled on a lot of topics and we went rapid fire on a lot. It was a yeah. good change of pace throughout the entire podcast. And I, I hope you enjoy the new quality upgrades and we'll always be consistently trying to improve it to all your viewers. And for you who always come back or for, for those who come back every week, we thank you a lot. And yeah. you can expect us every our, single week. Yeah. Our plays are going up, which is yeah. really cool. So keep sharing it to your friends. Mm-hmm. And if you have the time, just leave us a five-star review or review, whatever, subscribe. But just continue sharing post it on your instagram stories tag us those of you that are we love it we'll keep posting them thank you so much for tuning in um yeah you guys have a great rest of your week peace peace